0: So this week it's my turn to live bible study and i thought it would be interesting for us to look at or remind ourselves of a few principles that we have studied in times past now do not stop listening make sure you listen to the end it promises to be absolutely interesting let's go on a wonderful journey to the days of joshua so go with me open your bibles do you have your bible joshua chapter 6 and we'll be going through verse 6 to 10. Hmm. What are we thinking about? Verse 6 to 10. What could we possibly want to understand? So I will t- explain to you. In and I'm not going to read the scriptures, so I'll give you a few seconds to read it yourself. Are you done? If you're not, you can pause the recording, read it, and then you know play again. I'm going to point out a few things that Joshua said. But even before that, let's go back in time. So the children of Israel had crossed the Red Sea; they were entering into the Promised Land. They were taking possession of their inheritance, and this was the first city they met—a city called Jericho, a city where historians tell us were, were worshippers of the moon god, a city where the gates were barred, the walls were high, and it looked impenetrable. Nothing. Nothing was going to happen to this city except there was a divine intervention and joshua walked around this wall and had an encounter out of his encounter came some instructions now i'm not the earlier part of joshua from verse 1 to verse 5 tells us about what god said to joshua but i want to focus on what joshua said to the people joshua said a few things he said take the seven priests Bearing seven trumpets before the Lord. Interesting, right? Seven we know is the number of perfection. The second thing he said was they were going to blow the trumpet. The third thing he said was they were going to take with them the Ark of the covenant. And the fourth thing he said was no shouting, no word until the day I say shout. I'm going to be focusing on two areas or two of these instructions. Take the ark of the covenant, and no shouting, and no words until the day you hear shout. Now the ark of the covenant. Why the ark of the covenant? I mean, when they were going to also cross the river Jordan, remember? There's the few verse chapters before they actually carried the ark of the covenant into the water, and immediately the feet of the priest stepped into the water. The Bible says, from further down, the water started to part. But that is not even where we are going today. Once again, the instruction is carry the Ark of the Covenant. So it became very interesting to me what is in the Ark of the Covenant. If you have your Bible, open to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 4. If you've opened to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 4, you will see that the Ark of the Covenant has four things. And open, because I am not going to read the scripture for you. The aim is it's Bible study. Remember? So Hebrews chapter 9 verse 4 says to us the Ark of the the Covenant has four things in it. It has the the golden pot of manna which represents food. And we know from John chapter 1 and which represents food and the food, spiritual food for us is the word of God john chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god which means that jesus jesus is the word so we can confidently say that the golden pot of manna represents jesus right the second thing there was the rod of aaron which bodied to show that aaron was the high priest hebrews chapter 6 verse 20 tells us jesus is our high priest the third thing that was there was the tablet of the covenant or the tablet you know the one that Moses broke and then God had to make him redo another one if you don't know where that scripture is go and do the search very interesting story the tablet of the covenant I go back to it in that tablet of the covenant it shows that you know, the word, the law was in the Ark of the covenant. But Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 tells us that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Are you seeing the pattern? In John chapter 1, the manna, Jesus. Rod, Jesus. Tablet of the covenant, Jesus. Then we have the mercy seat with the cherubims. And in Romans chapter 8 verse 34 tells us confidently that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. I mean, and then we all know. The Ark of the Covenant is a symbol of the presence of God. Can you see it? Can you see it? One, Golden Manor, Jesus. Rod of Aaron, Jesus. Tablets of the Covenant, fulfillment of the Lord, Jesus. Messy seat and Cherubims, Jesus at the right hand of the Father. The Ark of the Covenant as a whole, Jesus. So what was God saying? Knowing fully well that the Old Testament is types and shadows of the New Testament was the principle God was teaching by telling them to carry the ark. He was telling them and guess what God said? He said carry that ark and carry it around the wall. What does he mean? Present that problem before Jesus. Take that problem to God in prayer. And what are you presenting? Remember in that ark, the word. Remember? So you are carrying it, you are presenting it before the word. You have that word that you are holding on to. And you are presenting that problem before Jesus. And you are presenting that problem before Jesus. But then there was something very interesting that he said. That was in verse 10. Joshua said, do not say a word. Do not even make a sound until I tell you to shout. Which means, don't talk. Don't say anything contrary to what we are believing for. Until you give your shout of victory. My question. You know we don't have time to unpack this in detail. But my question. Is what are you saying after you pray? Because the principle that God taught us here about possessing your possession. Is not only that possessing your possession is warfare. The first thing that you would read is that the men with the trumpet were in front. So there is a place for praise. You put a praise on it. The second thing you hear is that you're presenting that situation before the presence of God. And it was the priest that were blowing the trumpet. We don't even have time to unpack what it means that it was the priest. But let's put that to one side. But guess what? They were blowing their trumpet of praise. They were presenting that situation before Jesus. And then they were not saying anything contrary. And anything that was going to counter what they were believing God for. My question. That thing that you are believing God for? Are you praising? Are you praying? Are you speaking the word? Are you giving your shout of victory? And are you not saying anything contrary to what God has said? Now this is part one because I believe that the Old Testament and the New Testament, they complement each other. So the next study I will drop which will be on Wednesday evening I will give you the New Testament version of this typology. Our God is an awesome God who always keeps his promises. And as long as we walk by the principles, we will see the manifestation of the word. I hope you had a wonderful time doing Bible study with me today. See you on Wednesday. God bless you.